Yeah, I, or I guess okay. the technically second season, the first international season. So it looks like Arman and some girl called Martha are engaged. Are they engaged? No, no sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> They're still together. They're yeah. still, yeah. Which is you must have not finished the first. Yeah, they're like it's funny because they're the last couple to get together, um, and it's very satisfying to see Armand finally, finally, uh, get together with someone because he strikes uh-huh. out so many times. Oh, um, but he? also, I thought he was doing great. How, where did you <laughs> wait? What was the last thing you watched? Hi, welcome to the I Lost My Topic podcast, where we discuss trends in technology, life lessons, and any other random topic that comes up. To learn more or to get in touch, go to michaelclu.com slash lostmytopic. I don't know. Also, every girl in this list is a model. Yeah, basically. Oh, the I mean, guys are models a- too. Every guy is a model, too. Yeah, a decent amount. Except the furniture um, guy, apparently. There's like 30 episodes or something of Terrace House, of the this this season of Terrace House. I remember you really liked Mizuki, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mako-chan. Oh, the baseball guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He still plays baseball. That's so funny. Does he really? Oh, oh my gosh. Misaki... Who's this? I don't know who this is. Oh, maybe I have to go back and watch this. Yeah, it sounds like you really just saw the first part because, like, a lot of these people, uh, yeah, there was like the, like, it sounds like you missed what happened, like, the last, like, eight to 12 episodes, and they're really good mm-hmm. episodes. Oh, Yuriko is still in medical school. Uh, that makes sense. It's a long time to do that. I remember um, Arisa. Arisa got married. Wow. Whoa. Dang. Who'd she get married to? Yeah. But it is cool that like at least one of the couples is still together from mm-hmm. the whole thing. Lovely. <sighs> okay. All right. Before we lose connection again, do you want to just uh, let's try to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. All right. All right. All right. Cool. 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 Okay. So, uh, hmm. We got together because I thought it'd be interesting to like discuss. Well, you used to have a podcast, right? Where you designed like. I still have a podcast. Okay, okay. It's just on hiatus. Also, who doesn't have a podcast these days? Well, you know, when I say used to have, I meant used <laughs> to actively record episodes. Okay. For. Mm-hmm. And it was about design, right? And yes, mm-hmm. everyone has one now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay, so can you can you like share what you used to do? Cause I oh yeah, also I'm still doing it. We just haven't. <laughs> I'm literally still recording episodes. We just haven't like published any. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm interpreting my words. <laughs> I'm coming off as overly defensive here, um, <laughs> and also yeah, you don't have access to the inside of my head, so I understand the assumptions that were made. No, um, <laughs> I have current tense. Uh, a podcast called Good Goods, um, in which uh, another friend of mine, Perjan, and I um, take everyday objects and sometimes less than everyday objects and redesign them um, without much regard to um, practicality. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a fun exploration, for me at least, of, um, you know, what aspects of a thing matter and how you can optimize them. 
Um, and we started off with some, with something pretty boring, like a notebook. Um, mm-hmm. and then eventually got weirder and weirder. Um, what are some and, of the last yeah. few that you've done? Um, yeah. So like these aren't out yet, but, um, mm-hmm. so we did, uh, the ideal cruise recently, mm-hmm. um, okay. was a fun one. Or, um, we tried to redesign the chair to like, get like just the perfect chair, um, at okay. one point. Okay. Um, we did mugs. It's it's sort of a range of like weird things and and very normal things. So um, I'm curious, what did you do to the chair? Uh, so that was actually that was our one failure as a yeah. as a thing because okay. um, we basically ended up making a chair that jerks you off. Um, oh, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> but you know you gotta you gotta stand by your failures as much as your successes. So, yeah. so would yeah. you have bought your own chair if you? No, because <laughs> it, I wouldn't have manufactured my own chair. All, they, all, here's the thing: almost every episode I end, and I'm like, "Damn, I wish that existed. That sounds uh-huh. so cool." Yeah. And I would say this is one of the few episodes where I was like, <laughs> uh, "That that didn't go well." Um, because like some of the other uh, other ideas, you know, mm-hmm. um, like we had a bedsheet one that was pretty early on, where it yeah. was like. Um, the bed sheet like changes itself. It's kind of got that like rolling technology. The sheet just like keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. Cause I hate putting on bed sheets onto a bed. Mm-hmm. Um, is it practical? No. Will it ever exist? Probably not. Um, but mm-hmm. it was, it was still a fun thing to think about. And mm-hmm. then also afterwards be like, dang, that would be cool. So I yeah. see. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, am guessing that you were thinking about that sort of process of <laughs> identifying what aspects of a thing are important and mm-hmm. what do you like about it and mm-hmm. how would you optimize for more people and that sort of design process, you know, it's more about like the design process than actual design because goodness knows that, uh, there's enough actual design information <laughs> out there I guess and, so. uh, for everyone to like mm-hmm. choke on constantly. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I thought it would be interesting because I've now worked in uh, five or six tech companies, which I think is a mm-hmm. lot given that my career hasn't been that long and mm-hmm. each one of them has been very different. And so, yeah, I thought it'd be fun to like talk about what you and I collectively would think is like the perfect tech environment to work in. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we can make a BuzzFeed listicle out of it or whatever and <laughs> sure. sell other, our hot book to the masses. Yeah. It's all about marketing. It's very important. So what are some things that you've liked or uh, let's start with don't like, I guess. What are some things you oh, haven't man. liked? You've worked at how many tech companies have you worked at? Wait, so mm-hmm. uh, depends on how you count it. Because okay. technically, one, um, uh-huh. I worked at. Um, this feels weird to say because I'm like, oh, they're gonna hunt me down with their lawyers. But um, mm-hmm. Trello, which is now uh, Atlassian, mm-hmm. it, the product still exists. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really just one company that was then acquired. But like, also Trello used to be part of Fog Creek, mm-hmm. which is a different tech company. And so mm-hmm. like, one very uh, mutable tech company that just like changed a lot over the three years I was there. And by the um, way, for that, yeah. that concern that you have word on the street mm-hmm. is you just, you're, you're meant to say, uh, the opinions that I express are the, are solely my own <laughs> and do not reflect that of my company. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Well, also I don't work there anymore. So like, obviously I, guess, I yeah. don't represent anyone in any official capacity. <laughs> um, also no offense to your podcast. No I offense. don't think they care. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. That's, I'm, I'm honestly just banking on they're not going to care. Mm. So that's fine. Well, that's exactly what's going to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's also, that's how everyone deals with music on podcasts, right? They mm. just play it. They're like, probably no one will sue us. Anyway, here's Rihanna. Um, so, you know, I think I can do that for a company as well. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> So, okay, so that's the context. You had one company. And what are some things you didn't like while you were there? Uh, that were specific to, good. like, you know, specific to, I mean, it can be very subjective. It's okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, one of the things I dislike about the tech scene is it does, I feel like it doesn't reflect on its own mistakes very much. Um, I don't think that's, that's unique to any tech company, but is true of most of them is, um, you know, like it's 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 uh, it's such a stereotype that like you know the last uh, the last department your tech company has is HR, right? It's like well we need engineers. Oh well we need marketing. Oh well we need someone who gives all the engineers coffee. Uh, and like HR is like so far down the line, and it's like don't worry about HR. We have ping pong tables. Um, and so and then even when you have that, like you know how often are you actually like checking in with your employees? If you're checking in with your employees, how much are you like aggregating that feedback and trying to apply it to the future? Um, and also like, it's so easy to fall back on the excuse that things change so quickly that like your feedback doesn't, that old feedback doesn't matter and matter anymore because the company's bigger now, yeah. or, you know, you're just in such a different situation or the market's different. Um, and so it feels like, um, you know, whether the, like whatever issue people have, whether it's like interpersonal or it's related to pay or it's related to benefits or whatever, or how the organizational structure is, um, it feels really hard to like really create any change there mm -hmm. because, um, because you're always, you know, moving fast and breaking things and <laughs> moving on to the next big thing. Yeah. And, you know, like they're like, like, I feel like I, you know, I've only worked at the one place, mm -hmm. but I, I have a lot of friends who work in the tech scene and, um, and like how people are paid is such a big issue at a lot of those workplaces where it's like, well, how do you, you know, if I'm a better engineer, then do I get paid more? And how do we determine what that looks like? Mm -hmm. Or like, if we're not going to do it that way, and how do you make sure that people of the, of different like races and genders are paid the same, if they're in the same role, what does that mean? Um, and like, there are, there are literal lawyers who, whose job is to figure out fair pay structures. Mm -hmm. Like, like that is, that is an established role. It should not be, you know, your your uh, front desk person who, you know, got put into HR because you wanted to grow the company and you've just moved them in HR without any training. And then they're also responsible for determining pay. Like, mm -hmm. that's wild. Um, so you, you feel like uh, not... That wasn't very concise. That's okay. I kind of got the gist of it. Does, are, you, are you saying that one of the mistakes that companies make is not having a fair pay structure, like a transparent pay structure? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that's one of them, but um, I don't know that that's unique to tech either. Um, but I, in, just in general, like, I feel like it's, it's difficult for, uh, something I've noticed about tech companies is that it's difficult for them to improve because things are changing so yeah. much, I guess, is my, if, if I were to, to yeah dial in on my message it does often feel i i know a lot of times i've interviewed with a place and then when i look mm -hmm. it up on glassdoor 
there's always like some very optimistic person saying like, oh, it's really fun here, but like some things slip the cracks because we're growing so fast. And that's always mm-hmm. like kind of a red flag because you know that even once you start, oh, first of all, like they're going to keep growing. And then secondly, like the things that slip the cracks often, like it's like you said, like pay structure or someone just might get fired for no reason. There's just a lot of room yeah. for like, I don't know, like ambiguity and like wishy, yeah, like sketchy decisions. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or like tech debt is such a thing uh, that everyone in tech at least is very like concerned with and worried about, but you get this like organizational tech debt mm-hmm. almost where like, you know, well, we, when we started, we were only five people. So we just did it mm-hmm. this way. And suddenly we're 500 people and like, we haven't changed that. And now it's really hard to change anything. Um, but also when you're five people, you're not going to sit down and be like, you know, what's a fair pay, fair pay structure? How should we do maternity leave or any of that? Um, so, so yeah, it just, I mean, I, I don't know that, I guess I'm curious. Well, let's, let's talk about size yeah. and like growth because <laughs> sure. it's such a, such an important sign of a healthy company is this like intense rapid growth. And of course the ability to sustain uh-huh. it. Um, so, and like, how do you deal with a, should, is the key to not have a company that, that, grows so rapidly Mm -hmm. you know to like is the perfect well what are we talking about the perfect tech company to like work for just anything yeah to work for what's the alternative like to run or to manage oh yeah or to (laughs) to invest in maybe because like yeah well and like what's your goal because if your goal is to like you know cash out then you want a company that grows really rapidly and maybe you have two years of hell and then it gets purchased Mm -hmm. and you you get to buy three houses yeah, that's um, a good point, right? Because sometimes a company does yeah. something to optimize for its growth and it, it feels really mm. crappy for you, but it's actually because yeah. they see some way to like capitalize on some market advantage that they have and it doesn't involve making you happy. And so at the right. end of the day, it's like, oh, the company does much better. But if they had like slowed down to like, uh, you know, recalibrate everything for you or redo things and like, boil down the organizational debt, then maybe the company would like go under, but everyone would be really happy as it was going under. Right. I think yeah, or it's, for the purposes of this no, no, discussion, it should probably be mm-hmm. like a company that you yourself would love to work at and assume that they, uh, you know, they have their like competitive advantage more or less figured out and there's some wiggle room. Let's say it's like, mm-hmm. like the large company conundrum, right? Like, uh, there's very few situations, I guess, at lo- very large companies that require as much urgency or speed. Like there's certain projects that do, but in the mm-hmm. aggregate, they can afford to like kind of move slowly because they generally have like a pretty comfortable position. Yeah. 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 Well, or um, in that case, I might point to um, what are they called? Basecamp. Um, which I don't know a lot about other than like I worked in support and like the support people at Basecamp are all very friendly <laughs> and enthusiastic. Um, nice. and, um, yeah, yeah. At, you know, like support people tend to be anyway. Um, uh, but it feels like, um, what I feel like they get pointed to a lot as a company that like has found its niche and like, it's not really growing. It's just there, but it's not going under or anything. They just have like a steady, work and like everyone who works there is happy or whatever. And, you know, and you have your, like, I have no idea how big they are, but I'm going to guess like 200, 300 people. And like, they're just, that's it. That's the Mm -hmm. size. Um, they kind of figured out how many people they need. 
Um, and so you, and they're not going to take over the market and push out, I don't know, Asana, what's the, what are their competitors? It's like, it's a weird everything tool. So they have like a bunch of small competitors, but also no exact competitors. Um, they're never going to like get hundred percent market share or whatever you're aiming for. Um, or even like, you know, that significant market share. Um, but I bet it's a great place mm-hmm. to work because they're not trying to go for that. Yeah. Um, it depends on what you're, you know, how ambitious you are and all of that too, I imagine. But, but Hey, if you're out there and you just want to work for a company <laughs> that has a hundred percent market share and you're like, and like every company is that company for you, you don't need this podcast to tell you where to work. You can go anywhere. And then okay. like, you know, work 90 hours a week until you've crafted this amazing app. I don't know. There's so That's many great. companies doing I that. I like model. how you're, you're also the first <laughs> guest to uh, continuously address the listeners. So I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the listeners appreciate yeah. that too. <laughs> I like that intimate yeah. touch. It's great. <laughs> okay. So what I'm getting so far, I think, is that they... Wait, what? It's like something to do with like, okay, something to do with uh, growth versus like need to grow, like urgency. And then also Mm -hmm. like making sure that, so the, like the perfect tech company, right? That's what we're talking about here to work at. Mm -hmm. They, they are also good at admitting when they get some kind of process wrong and they'll be willing to put as much time as they need into fixing it. But then, you know, that kind of makes me think about Google. Uh, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's really easy to read about Google. Like you don't even need to work there. You can just read, <laughs> right? <laughs> like every, uh, yeah, aspect no, of agree. like their culture is kind of broken down into like Buzzfeed articles and stuff like that. So you can really get a sense of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember one thing that I read was, uh, there was like, I guess there's some kind of feedback tool there where, uh, you can like basically... I don't know, complain about a process or something. And I remember in the, uh, in the, on- so when I interviewed there, they gave me like some like life at Google articles. And that was like a thing they emphasized. Like you can, uh, mm-hmm. no process is sacred here. We're always, you know, trying to make it better. And to some extent, they've done a very good job with certain processes. Like, I guess like hiring, they've thought a lot about hiring, like more than anyone else. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, performance, promotion, stuff like that. Whether or not those systems are perfect, they've definitely thought about them a lot. But it also feels like there's so much freedom there to criticize a process that there's some people who are just like, I don't know, they're just sitting there and criticizing every process. Like, I don't like, uh, you know, the process that I had to pick up my name tag. And I don't like the process uh, by which we organize Frisbee games, you know? And it's almost like a meme because mm-hmm. they're like, uh, I guess they have such freedom of choice that like things like Frisbee games are causing them <laughs> stress, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm, and the immediate solution that pops to mind there is you don't have a company the size of Google <laughs> okay. because when you, no, but I mean, you know, when you know, or mostly know most of the people <laughs> who you work with, then maybe, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself someone who would uh, call the hotline a lot. Um, you know, maybe that that means that you, you know, you see the humans mm. behind the process, and you like, you know, there's that there's that empathy that's needed for like, oh well, you know, I imagine you, because you need that trust mm-hmm. is the thing. Like, it's it's really tricky because you know, um, there's this like disrupt mm-hmm. the processes feel, but also like 
you know, I'm not in recruiting, you know, I can give my feedback like, Hey, when I was recruited, I didn't Mm -hmm. like these three things, but like, I don't know what the whole process Mm -hmm. looks like. I have to assume that the people who work on that will take my feedback and incorporate it to the best of their ability. And then, you know, make that call. Like I shouldn't be making that call. I'm Mm -hmm. not on that team. Yeah. It's quite a balancing act we're doing here. (laughs) We want, you know, the, the, we want people to care, but you know, that's, that's really what I want from a company is to trust that they are doing what's mm-hmm. best for me. I mean, and maybe you can never trust any company to do that in this capitalist <laughs> society, but, okay. um, but you know, like the more that I trust that, like, you know, y- that you're, you're doing your best, uh, to, you know, advocate mm-hmm. for, my ability yeah. to advance or, you know, my pay structure or whatever, like the more I'm like, thanks, like you're doing what you can, like, sure. now I have to assume that I'm paid fairly, you know, not, not without doing any research of my own, but like, you know, that I'm, if I, if I believe that, then I'm going to be much happier. Yeah. I think that's very similar to the point that I was kind of mulling over in my head, which was that like, maybe <laughs> to be more happy at this tech company, you need to have like, certain i guess rules that aren't allowed to be broken so mm-hmm. like you know that company well you know valve right <laughs> okay yeah uh we talking about holacracy what what's that isn't holacracy the like no we don't have yeah, a structure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> structure we just have tons of meetings in circles and there's no hierarchy and there and everyone's definitely cool <laughs> with it and there isn't like a secret yeah. hierarchy and also it's not stressful for all these new people <laughs> who got hired and are like what the hell i just want to know how much i'm gonna get paid why is this well, so you know that also they have i don't know if they still do but apparently they used to have desks that you would just slide around and you could join any project that you wanted yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds like, in a lot of ways, that sounds like paradise, right? It sounds like a school project where uh, you can change your group anytime you want and just work on a cool class mm-hmm. project. But uh, what do you think about that? Is that like an environment you'd want to be in? Um, I want to know who fixes bugs. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, are they like, oh, we got to hire another two people who are just like so passionate about bug fixes because everyone else was like, oh, the new shiny Mm -hmm. new rewrite technology or whatever. Um, Because I just, you know, there's always going to be jobs that you don't super want to work on. (laughs) Would you would you fix bugs? (laughs) I mean, I would in that I tend to be one of those people who's like, all right, well, Mm -hmm. it's not getting done. All right, I'll do it. Um, I play tanks in online games because I'm like, fine, <laughs> no one else wants to tank, it's fine. Um, but um, so like in that way, I would, but I feel guilted into it and I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do it all the time. Uh, and I don't think that your long term solution is to find guilt motivated people. Also, I wouldn't forever, I would quit because I or I would change, like, I'm I am capable of advocating for myself. Yeah, um, yeah it's interesting on my current team well out of the people i've met so far at amazon uh Mm -hmm. so the the role i'm in i mean there's two main roles i think for most teams and one of them is like software development engineer sde and it's kind of a catch-all they work Mm -hmm. on everything but it turns out there's like a lot of people who transfer into being sdes and All the ones that I've met that are like super knowledgeable about mm-hmm. everything, it's like basically like they're the plumber 
type role where it's like, oh, your toilet broke, yeah. but I know exactly how to fix it. Instead of like, maybe we should call a plumber, but they know exactly how to fix it. It turns out they weren't mm-hmm. hired as SDs. They were hired as either support engineers or systems engineers, which I think I'm guessing are less glamorous maybe, or, you know, less otherwise, like, why would you transfer out of it? Right. But it's just interesting <laughs> that like those people, or you just get dumped on. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know what those, the the atmosphere on those the systems teams engineers. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you get blamed for all the shit and you get all the bad questions. <laughs> maybe. I know you have to update a lot of wikis all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. No. <laughs> yeah. Most people. I guess game. not, but I think it's yeah. You definitely need some people like that who are willing to update the wiki and willing to learn how everything works, and maybe you wouldn't get that mm-hmm. at Valve where you're just. Oh, is it time to write tests? Like, look at the time. I, I should transfer to another team. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, you, you, you know, if you're trying to get all these rock stars uh, who want the glamorous stuff, then, yeah, like, well, also, then if, you know, you're not at Valve and you just tell them to work on bugs, like, they're going to get really annoyed because they'll be like, hey, I should get to write new stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. For sure. I, and that's such a weird, like, how do you, you know, how do you, get the wikis updated like how do you pass that mm-hmm. work around because it needs to get yeah. done um without like you know your entire workforce quitting because they're frustrated what do you think the role of a manager is do you think a manager should be telling you what to do and then giving you clear feedback or do you think they should just kind of chill and just like be like a, vet, a venting foil <laughs> for you like Kind of like a surrogate. I don't on. think it's a. I don't think it's either or. Certainly, um, and I, I mean it totally depends on. I mean, I, I would say the best managers know who mm-hmm. needs what, um, because there are going to be people who are like, I want a list of things mm-hmm. to do, and I mean, a lot of people want that. Yeah. It's easier. Like you don't have to decide what to do. You get a list. You know exactly the order. Um, but you know, like that's not going to be how a mm-hmm. lot of those jobs work. And so, whether you know, some people are going to want that handholding mm-hmm. of like well, let's figure out what you should work on together or how do you decide your priorities or whatever. Um, and other people are going to want you to get out of their way. And so I would say the best managers, you know, identify what you need and mm-hmm. then, you know, make sure that yeah. you get that. But, um, I, I, you know, that's that's a very special requirement. I think it's a lot more likely that what you do is you find a manager that works with mm-hmm. your style, whether that's more handholdy or more mm-hmm. distant or, you know, someone who gets you in and out mm-hmm. of meetings really quickly or someone who wants to hang out and chat and make you feel valued. Yeah. Um, they're all pretty, there's like I a spectrum so. there. Different employees need different styles of management. I definitely fall on the side of I need, I, <laughs> it's kind of weird to realize it, but I like hearing <laughs> what my manager wants to get done. And I mm-hmm. like them to be like, oh, what are you working on? No, don't work on that. Work on this instead. Because it gives me a much clearer sense of, uh, what they think the priorities are, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree that, I, oh, I just, it's on a manager to make sure and you both, uh, to make sure that, you know, your priorities are aligned with your manager. Cause like they're the one who has to like make sure yeah. shit gets done. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but I, I've, I've learned the flip side of that, which is like, I guess sometimes your manager's, cannot be perfect people too and what they consider the priority mm-hmm. might not be what their bosses consider the priority or it might not be right at all and you have to like 
stay open to that yeah. possibility and like think think about <laughs> it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I would say a good manager takes the fall for that in that mm-hmm. situation as well. Um, cause I don't know, I, I, I'm sure different people mm-hmm. have different things, but I've always been pretty willing to work with someone who, who says who, you know, is like, this was on me. Mm-hmm. I made that mistake. Like, but here is mm-hmm. everything I know, I guess it's, I guess as a, as an industry value or whatever you'd call okay. it transparency. Um, I get mm-hmm. so frustrated when, when it, or I would not just me, I would say people get frustrated when you, it feels like you're pulling the rug mm-hmm. out from under them. And, but you know, if you're like, oh, sorry, our priority is this other thing. Everyone's gonna be like, hey, I wasn't working on that. But if you say our priority has just changed and the reason for that is because, um, you know, I don't know, high paying customer came mm-hmm. in and wanted this thing or whatever, um, they're a lot more willing to be like, okay, well, I see why you came to that conclusion. That yeah. makes sense. I'm getting that accountability is very important for you <laughs> and, uh, and admitting when you're wrong. Yeah. So I, I'll, yeah. I'll have to be sure that if I ever wrong you, that I come clean immediately <laughs> and be like, Michelle, I'm very sorry. Anyway, so we're getting, you know, that you were on season one of the podcast where we rambled for a very long time, like an hour. But oh, that's true. in the new season, I, that. I tend to keep the episodes to about half an hour, give or take. So to close things off, uh, is there mm-hmm. like one thing that you had you would want to ask for from you know your new tech company if you if you couldn't have anything else but you can have this one thing uh, th- uh i mean really good healthcare okay, i guess cool. <laughs> that's a very practical concern <laughs> but like i don't know i think mm-hmm. i knew a number of people uh, for reference, Trello had very sure. good healthcare and Atlassian has uh-huh. pretty good healthcare. And I know a number of people who were disappointed to move from very good healthcare oh. to pretty good healthcare because it turns out that's very key um, to why people take answer. jobs sometimes. So I would say if you want if you want people to come work for you, give them very good healthcare because we all get sick and also there, need there care are for things. Again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you got to summarize. Uh, okay. I'm going to step in here as the yep. design podcast person and say that we need to. You need the the final oh, okay. product, which is in this. I'm, I will try and summarize, and then you can add any sure. details that I missed. Uh, a mid sized company that is more focused on your well being than on growth, that communicates is very transparent, communicates things where you get to have a manager <laughs> who. It matches your style. That has nice. very good healthcare. That was very well done. Uh, you definitely caught everything. All right. Which, uh, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it's impressive. I guess it's all your experience. Uh, I think on yeah, my end, sure. I'll add one more thing. If I had to get mm-hmm. one thing and I could uh, drop everything else, this is assuming I'm getting paid like a livable wage. And yeah. Those are good. That's a good assumption to, to put like, out there. shocking me with electricity if I make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yelling at you, which is sort of the yeah, emotional exactly. equivalent. I would really, this is cliche, but I think I really care about my team that I'm going to be working with, like the direct people that I'm working with and that I can trust them and that I can communicate with them. Because like the most <laughs> frustrating thing in the world to me has consistently been like, when I have someone on the team and I think they're nice and they're 
maybe not, they're not nice. Maybe they're like jerks, but I think they're like good at their job or reasonably good at their job. It's just, we can't communicate at all. Like we, we like have like mm. this impenetrable wall between us and it's the most frustrating thing ever because a lot of times when you're working, you know, people can be your dependency or, you know, they can block you from getting further. And if you can't communicate with them, that means you're just sitting there, you know, and it just leads to this whole chain of stressors. So good communicators that are yeah. generally not tricks. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that's cliche at all. Well, it's cliche because you, you always ask an interviewer, like, what's your favorite part of the job? And they never say healthcare. They always say, that's the people. <laughs> but maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe sometimes it's, it's the healthcare. Well, and I imagine the like, you know, when you look back, you don't remember the two days you were sick and you got good health care. You remember the like other, you know, 20 days when you had to work with That's the people fair. on your team. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, I, I will. Yeah, post. thanks for having me.